Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Late Night Rentals. I'm your host Brandon, join with me is my co-host Shariah. Hello. And uh, this week we watch a really, really splendid movie, 1992's Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Some people will go to any length to stay young forever. Is that someone? It's Madeline Ashton. Oh, she was a big star in the 60s. I thought she was dead. Oh, Madeline. You look younger every day. Thank you, Rose. But Madeline Ashton and her old friend, Helen Sharp. I've lost men to her before. Mad Hill. Are about to go <laughs> too far. A touch of magic. Drink that potion, and you'll never grow even one day older. Bottoms up. No warning. Now a warning? Siempre viva! Live forever! Ernest, I'm in the morgue. They think I'm dead. You are, but you're not. Are you telling me it doesn't hurt when I do sure. this? It doesn't hurt. She's dead! She's dead, Ernest. Now he's dead. He's dead? <laughs> Ernest is dead? Everybody's dead! You pushed me down the stairs. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I don't think it's sweat, honey. I think you're defrosting. It's a lie. Universal Pictures presents... Meryl Streep. Bruce Willis. It's a miracle! And Goldie Hawn. Look at me. I'm soaking wet. Death becomes her. I just have to make a telephone call. All right. Yeah. Death Becomes Her. So this is a movie where, uh, well, actually, I, I did not know of it is of its existence until you showed me. Yeah. I, I, I did not know you've never seen this movie. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to show you. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah. Also, before we get too deep into it, I guess we should let everyone know that if we sound weird, it's because both of us are sick. Yay. <laughs> we got the cold. Uh-huh. Uh, so I apologize for any nasally passages. Yeah, or sniffles. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, this movie is so much fun. Oh, yeah. You've got you've got a great cast. You've got Meryl Streep. You've got Goldie Hawn. You've got Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. who I want to jump right on in and talk about Bruce Willis. Okay. Oh, my God. Best role ever, right? I can't think of another movie where he acts like this. I know. I wish he did more movies like this. Unless I can't. I just haven't seen them. I mean, he's got a pretty expansive filmography. Mm-hmm. Um, so much that, of course, there's lots I still haven't seen yet. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. Like, the, the energy. He almost damn near steals the show. I know yeah. the whole movie focus is supposed to focus on Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Both are great. Uh-huh. Especially when they're together and they clash together. Uh-huh. I don't. I think Bruce Willis damn near steals the show. <laughs> yes, everything that he does in this movie is is just fascinating. Yeah, it's just uh, his progression from being pretty much a slum, you know, mm-hmm. to not really having much emotion, to being once he finds out that both women can't die, just the level of just the level of exertion and yeah. and. And just craziness that comes out of him is, it's almost like watching a whole new actor. Yeah. Even though this is a 92, way before what we know Bruce Willis now. Mm-hmm. 
uh, every time I watched, I'm like, this, where'd this man go? Yeah, exactly. It's like <sighs> zero to a hundred, like at a split second. Yeah. Yeah. And not that his, you know, his later works isn't, isn't fun or isn't good. He's had a lot of notable roles. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I wish, I wish this Bruce Willis was in more. And again, I haven't seen everything. So please let, let me, let us know mm-hmm. if there's a movie that he's, he almost acts the same way. Heck yeah. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> One of the best lines from him. Uh, I won't say it because I, I don't think I'll do it justice. Yeah. But I'll put in a sound clip right here. This is one of the best lines. Where did you put my wife? She's dead, sir. They took her to the morgue. The morgue? She'll be furious. <laughs> and it's it's so amazing. Yeah. It's it, to me. It's it, it's one of the most quotable lines from this movie. Right. Um, just because of the earnestness behind the writing and just the subject material in general um which i was telling i was telling you this while we were watching it and i still feel this way which i'll get into why i think this way and it kind of pairs up uh perfectly Mm -hmm. to me it feels like a long lost feature length movie of tales from the crypt oh totally yeah it totally feels like that which makes even more sense because robert zemeckis being the director zemeckis was one of the main producers to tales from the crypt oh okay right on that makes sense (laughs) so it just has that it has that energy it has that style of a tales from the crypt Mm -hmm. especially you know you've got essentially you've got two people who want more out of life Mm -hmm. than what they're given they're already uh for the most well not so i wouldn't say so much goldie hans character who is helen sharp but Meryl Streep's character, who is um, Madeline Ashton, she's a Broadway singer, actor, dancer-esque. Yeah. She's very privileged, but it's still not enough. All mm-hmm. she cares about is wanting to cure her age. She hates aging. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's very Tales from the Crypt in the manner that they want more out of life than what's given, mm-hmm. yet it comes with a price. Right. Um, and every if you if you're a fan of Tales from the Crypt in general, you know that majority of the stories always the characters always get their comeuppance. Yeah, they're just desserts, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they get it here too. Yeah, <laughs> it's only Bruce Willis who I mean he's he's not he's not a perfectly good character the whole movie. Right. But he is the only one that's deserving of a calm life after the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are things that you really liked about it? Uh, there is a lot. First of all, I love the writing of this movie. It's mm-hmm. so witty. Yeah. And the the special effects are actually really, really good in it. They still hold up. I mean, there's some flaws here and there, but yeah, yeah. other than that, even being on Blu-ray, it oh. looks great. Which I, I was never expecting, even though, because uh, I found this movie on VHS. That was how, well, we were... Back when I was collecting yeah. VHS a lot, um, it was one of those movies that I found on the shelf, and I, I, I just it was the start cover of it, and I was uh-huh. like, "This is weird." And then I showed you, and I can remember your eyes lighting up. And yeah, you, and it was almost like you just rediscovering a lot. Well, treasure. I totally forgot about it. I remember it when you found it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're getting this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was. I was able to watch it for the first time on VHS, but then Scream Factory, the sister company affiliated with Shout Factory, released it. I think probably a couple of years now. So when it was when it was released that they were releasing this on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. my sensors were like immediate buy. Yeah, and it was the moment it came out on on the moment it street date was released, I had to get it. Absolutely, and it looks gorgeous. Oh yeah, it does. Great transfer. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think well, it, Zemeckis is one of those directors too. I think he always he loves he well, it's no doubt that he loves cartoonishness, mm-hmm. especially since one of the movies he directed is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's this illustrious palette of color I think he always uses. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, you mentioned the writing, which uh, it was written by David. Uh, I can never pronounce his last name right. Kep, I believe it's called. It's K-O-E-P-P. I always want to keep saying it Coep, but <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think it's just Kep. Yeah. But you can really, his writing is, is very recognizable. You mentioned the humor. Mm-hmm. You can find it in movies like he, he wrote Spider-Man. Mm. Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Okay. I was trying to remember the kids' film, and it's one of it, I think it's better than Jumanji. It's Zathura. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote Zathura. I don't know. There's there's something about the writing here that I think, and I we watched a little bit of the special features, and it was mentioned. Zemeckis mentioned it. He was like, or Dean Cundy, I think, the uh, cinematographer. He mentioned that if it was made today, it would probably be more on the horror side than comedy. Yeah, it would. I could maybe see where he thinks that mm-hmm. I, but it is, it's an idea that I think it just screams nineties. Oh yeah. I don't see it coming out today. I, I feel like they would totally take it the darker side and more serious. Yeah. And I think that to go back on what I said with Tales from the Crypt, I think it was just, I mean, early nineties is when Tales from the Crypt itself was really starting to boom. Mm-hmm. So I think there is that aesthetic. Like once Zemeckis read the script, he was like, okay, there's elements of, I want of horror because mm-hmm. there is oh yeah there is some really weird things especially when they go to the hospital yeah there's some weird stuff that happens in it kind of out of place but it works also yeah like uh if because the whole movie revels around death yeah and um so there's a moment where Meryl Streep after she initially dies and gets taken that the line that you heard previously with Bruce Willis yeah the morgue <laughs> <laughs> But before Bruce Willis gets to the morgue, there's a shot of three nuns that just appear to be floating. Yeah, they just kind of glide across past him. Yeah, and it's the only time. I know this whole, I mean, you could look at the potion and you can look at um, everything around it and realize that there's a uh, there's definitely a sense of mysticism behind it. But yet, for some reason, that scene just feels, it's out of place on a good way, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. But it's just so eerie. Mm-hmm. And you never see their face because their heads are down and they're holding candles. And they're crying. And yeah. Like, it's weird. <laughs> and then you get to when Goldie Hawn, Helen Sharp, her character Helen Sharp, you get to a moment where she gets, Meryl Streep blows a hole in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then her eyes then. Oh, yeah. They put in these, like, crystal blue contacts. Yeah. That, her, I always remember that moment. It is crazy creepy the way she just stares and doesn't blink with those crystal blue eyes yeah yeah. it's really creepy i like that a Mm -hmm. lot i do too i think that's there is and not i don't i don't want to keep bashing movies of the day but there's i think more ideas especially like this aren't given enough treatment today yeah you don't see a lot of unless unless it's indie the indie level today Mm -hmm. is what's getting a lot of attention and rightfully so they're doing a lot of cool things like studio a24 being one of them i praise a lot but it's just, it's, this was a huge studio budget movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, made money. Oh, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, made good money. Mm-hmm. But again, it's become one of those titles that doesn't get talked about much. No. It's one of those that just got left behind in the 90s, unless someone, you know, unless you're a big movie fan or if someone brings it up. Well, hell, like I said, I, I didn't even know this movie yeah. was around until I picked it up. Yeah. It was just one of those weird things. I don't know. Um. When I was younger, you know, my mom and I, we used to rent movies every Friday. Yeah. And she brought this to me and she says, oh, you're going to like this one mm-hmm. a lot. And I fell in love with it. Oh, I, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. 
and the effects, I think Blu-ray, the effects are great. Mm-hmm. But I think Blu-ray does enhance some of the effects to a point where you can see where the digital blending Especially is Especially when her head is twisted around. Yeah, that yeah. was a little sloppy, but it, it probably looked better, darker, and grainier on the VHS. Oh, yeah. On the VHS. On the VHS. <laughs> the VHSs and, and Betamaxes. Yeah. Laser discs. All that good stuff. But, yeah, I agree. But there's... I. You can kind of see where close up on some of the effects, they went a little prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was a lot of digital marrying. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish it was more practicality involved, just because I think it would have helped out some of those effects now, especially in, a, in an HD format. Oh, right on. But I, I don't know. I still think they I oh, yeah. they look good. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. And it only helps that. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are so well together. Oh, yeah. They work very well together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's it's that sensibility, though, because the whole movie, you can clearly tell it's, I don't want to say making fun of Beverly Hills or the Hollywood lifestyle, but it's definitely poking fun or at least highlighting. How weird it is. How, it, it can be a different life out there, mm-hmm. you know, especially how what people out there want to do to their bodies because they want to continue working. They yep. want to continue being in the spotlight. Exactly. Much like Meryl Streep's character. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so afraid of just losing what she had. Right. So I think that's what's that's another aspect this movie does. It's especially since Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are those, especially now or even in the 90s, they were starting to cross over into that path of being like, well, we were actors of the past. Mm. You know, we got to start making path for new actors. So I think they chose the right two girls. I do too. To be a part of that world. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess we can go ahead and talk about some of our favorite scenes. Okay. If you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go first or me? Sure, I can go first. Sure. Um, absolutely one of my favorite scenes, obviously. It's like one of the main plots in the movie is when they're fighting after yeah. they've died. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just the bickering back and forth and, like, trying to hurt each other, but they can't. And just the effects. Now, those effects were mm-hmm. real effects. And, Definitely. And uh, that's, like, my favorite scene of all time. Yeah. <gasps> On guard! <laughs> Bitch! Girls, girls! Let's just calm down. I'm sure we can settle this peacefully in the... What? You should learn not to compete with me. I always win. Ha! Ha! You may have always won, but you never played fair. I don't care how I played. I won! I'll just be upstairs. Well, that's because you can raise your legs higher and wider than anyone. One of mine is the actually the, the plotting before... Before Meryl Streep, this is while Meryl Streep is getting the potion. She hasn't come home yet. So Goldie Hawn is with Bruce Willis, uh-huh. and they're plotting out how to get rid of Madeline. Oh, yeah. How to, and I don't know, just how it's filmed. I, I, I have a huge appreciation of that, where other shots were, were taken to what what a character is discussing, mm-hmm. were taken to the actual events being placed, being done in their minds. You, see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. because they, they did it in slow-mo, and they and she was talking about it as it went through the scenes. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. It's like, really good. It, to me, it, it just it sparks more of, because I love comic books, and to me, that's one of the most, that's one of the most easiest connections to a comic book, I think. Yeah. And that's how it always feels to me, you know, when, especially after, like, the, the quote-unquote, her death, like, if it were to happen out like uh-huh. they planned, and the, the doctors in the morgue lift up her burnt, charred hand. And he was like, just another drunk. You know, just like <laughs> in like her words masking over the doctor's mouth. Yeah. 
By the time they perform the autopsy, the Narcanol will be completely dissolved, leaving only traces of alcohol. She'll be classified as just another drunk driver. They'll check her blood alcohol. Point four oh. She had it coming. And think nothing more of it. The case is closed. Madeline is dead. To me, I love shit like that. I do too. And then, of course, you know, I, I like how the whole... Here's where I think I, I wish they would have played around more, this scene. The party where they're, uh, the woman who's, I don't want to say she's a witch, but sorceress, or it's pretty much who has in control of the potion. Right. I keep wanting to say Leslie, is that her name, or Lisa? I, it was it was weird how they were saying it. Oh, I don't remember. The one who pretty much, you know, ooh la la, dresses her pretty scantily. <laughs> Get a good view of her butt, too. <laughs> the 71-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Leslie. Or yeah. Lisla. Or I can't remember. But anyway, the whole ending, the conclusion part, where they're at the party, and they're Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep trying to force Bruce Willis to take the potion as well. Mm -hmm. Because Bruce Willis is the only one, because he's a surgeon. Yeah. And uh, one of the things now is, like, he used to be a really famous plastic surgeon, but he's become so miserable in his life that now he only... The only patients he works on are funeral attendants, like people who need to get made up, yeah. look well for a funeral. Yeah. So Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep, you know, once they realize that they're dead, the body starts to deform. Yeah, and they still decaying live. Yeah, and yeah. healing. And <laughs> they still very much live, but their body needs repair. And they need Bruce Willis to stay, pretty much have an extended life as well, so he can always be there to fix them. Right. He understands the madness behind that. He realizes, he's like, oh my God. If I'm stuck with these two for life. Like, <laughs> so that whole party scene where we see y you start having this, there's a little world built within, built within this world. And it's when you start realizing that Elvis is still alive, that he's taken the potion. Yeah, James Dean. Yeah, there's a, like, like a little Monroe. shot. Yeah, I saw, uh, I was like a Marilyn Monroe. There's a shot, quick shot of James Dean when, mm -hmm. uh, when Willis escapes with his car. Yeah. So I wish we would have explored that more. It would have been funny. I mean, you get the gist and the idea that Hollywood never, you know, essentially dies. Right, right. You know, you get the whole um, conspiracy of like, did that actor really die? Yeah. Or were they just tired of everything? And they just, just fake their death. Right. And just... So I, I love I loved the whole resolution scene as well. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish, though, uh, I mean, it would have been cool. This probably would have taken the movie out of its... It probably would have taken the movie in a different direction, but the sorceress, I'm just going to call her like sorceress uh, of Leslie, uh -huh. who I'm probably saying her name so wrong, but the, the woman who has the potion, it would have been cool to see like maybe her true form, maybe something happened. Oh, like if she was a witch or something? Yeah, like mm -hmm. if uh, something happened, because she's obviously, well, I don't want to say the villain. It would have been cool to see maybe like her facade rot away and maybe see who she really was. Just really mad that Bruce Willis, because who's to say how many people have denied the potion? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what if denying the potion angers her? Yeah. And if you're able, if you destroy it, if there's some way, if there's some kind of thing that destroys and it like reveals her true facade, mm -hmm. her true image, I think that would have been cool to see. Right on. You just want more of the world. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because it, it does feel... As wacky and as fun as it is, for some reason it still feels contained. And I don't feel like it, to me it feels like it doesn't reach a level of zaniness that it could. Okay. It's like one step, but if there was like five steps, okay? Uh -huh. <laughs> and the sixth step is where you get really, really, really fucking wacky. This movie seems to always just stay at step five. Hmm. 
is just below the zaniness I think it could have been. Right on. But it doesn't detract from how I feel about the movie overall. Nah. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else? Oh, yeah. There was like one effect in there that really intrigued me, which is, it's probably done so simple, but I have to look this up. But uh, when she stood the potion on that mirror, like how she stands up oh, the bottle. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how they did that because it's on a point, but it was clearly there. It wasn't a fact or anything. Well, part of me wonders if it was just something because there was every time she set it on the table, mm -hmm. there was an, an obvious wiggle. Yeah. You so think it was on a string or something? Probably, and then the yeah. string was just digitally removed. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It's probably, overall, it's probably, if you were to give in the backstage look. you. It was you, probably easy yeah. thing ever. It's so simplistic <laughs> that you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I guess like, it's, movies aren't magic. <laughs> I just like stuff like that, like how they do that. Oh, it was that simple? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 Before I forget, there's uh, another thing I want to talk about is the music. Oh, yeah. It's so... It's unique. It's one of those things now that if I hear the jingle, do 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 do, and it's how it kind of sounds to me. Uh -huh. Like if if that were, if that were to be played towards me, I could be like, oh, that that becomes her. Yeah. It's so unique. It's, I don't think the entire the entire musical palette, I don't think has, uh, as much energy as maybe the main theme does. Mm -hmm. But the main theme itself is very recognizable, and I like it a lot. I do too. There, there's one thing that I that I really enjoy in this movie that I kind of noticed is the lightning. It's stage lightning. Oh yeah. yeah. But it matches everything they do, mm -hmm. and I love the way they do the lightning in this. Just I think just in terms of actual yeah I agree mm -hmm. because every there's there's lots of things that when when a line is said. It's giving much. It's giving a, a, a stronger emphasis when the lightning strikes, uh -huh. or even there's a quick shot too where, um, when when Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn are talking about how they're going to kill Meryl Streep, and they come out of there, there's some like premonition of what they're going to do. Uh -huh. There's you could see like the fireplace flames in his glasses. Oh yeah, I love that. And it just like slowly fades off his glasses, and you realize like it's it's his thought process being like, well, can I do this? Can I do this? Uh huh. And it's a really cool moment. Yeah, that's neat. There's also, what, what's interesting too about this movie is even though it takes place in Hollywood, there's not a lot of set pieces, mm -hmm. which I, I find interesting. It, it For the most part, it stays strongly contained. And uh, I'd say you could probably count the amount of scene, the amount of locations on one hand. But it, at the same time, what's cool about what the movie does is even though we're not given the, t the typical overview of Hollywood, you can still see Hollywood's presence just in like their main house, exactly, and uh, the sorceress Leslie, her house. Just in, just you could tell just in their living quarters how fake and how artificial of a life it really is there. Yeah, and that's something I really like too. Uh, of course, talk about the cover art. All right, let's talk about the cover. Um, in the background, it's the marble, like mm -hmm. in kitchens and, and just the fancy Hollywood type of marble. And then it has the three characters on the front, which are fantastic. There's Bruce Willis looking very concerned. <laughs> and then there's Meryl Streep with her head on backwards. And then uh, Goldie Hawn with, he's holding a, um, what is it called? What's that? I just call it multiple candle holder. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not called that. Caballera. Oh. It's, I think it's called a Caballera. It's holding it right through her where she had the hole in her stomach. Multiple candle holder. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And then um, it does say this cute little thing on the bottom. It says, 
In one small bottle, the fountain of youth, the secret of central life, the power of an ancient potion. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I do, too. It's very... Uh... Again, it's it was that cover on the VHS that struck my interest. Yeah, because obviously there's something odd about. You could tell right away on the cover there's something odd with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my when I first saw it, my mind went to zombies. Oh yeah. You know, like the classic. You know, well, my lover's dead. How do I bring him back? Mm-hmm. It's sort of that same story, but much different. I, I'm glad they took the classic, or they took the, the idea of someone coming back to life in a different manner. Yeah. It's not the traditional manner. This is definitely an original story. Oh, definitely. And I just, again, to me, it's, if you would have throw, if you would have had Tales from the Crypt above it, I think it probably would have garnered more attention now. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that the movie doesn't, has a cult following. Obviously, uh, it does. I've been trying to look up more about it earlier today. There's, there's a huge fan base for it, but it's still not, not huge to a point where it's like, it always shows up in the top 10 list or it shows right. up in someone else's, dis- you know, just to hear it in someone else's discussion, um, which is a shame. I think this, even now that Scream Factory has released it and given it, uh, a, you know, an HD life, there's still not much talk around it. And I'm wondering why. I'm wondering if it's just something that, could it be the title, you think? I don't, I you know what? I think it is. I think it's it's something that we grew up with. Oh, yeah, we've seen that. That's a mainstream movie. It's not special mm. enough to talk about. But okay. it really is. Like, more people do need to talk about this film. It's very unique, especially for Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And you've got, especially since you've got a star-studded cast here. You know, these were in the 90s, all three of them. You know, Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, they were all really starting to find yeah. their stride in the 90s. More so like in the like mid to late 80s, mm-hmm. but into the 90s is when it's... They were A-listers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And to have A-listers in a wacky and absurd idea like this... Which rarely happens. I know, and it's just that it's just a sign, it's just a product of the time too as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you had... And this isn't me again. I don't want to always sound like I'm cutting on today. There's a lot of great things in film that are happening today. Yeah. But it goes without saying, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, there was, you had a little bit more freedom. There was a little bit more freedom and you could take more, studios took more chances on ideas. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's all I really have to say about it pretty much. I, I love the hell out of it. I do too. It's, um, it goes both ways for me. It, it could be a movie I could put on in the background and enjoy just for the noise. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm really in the mood to just sit down and watch it, I can do that as well. Right. Any last words on it? Nope. I just, uh, this is one of my favorite. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Rent it, rent it, rent it. <laughs> Definitely watch it. Uh, on a scale of yes to no, what do you give this? What do you think I give it? I'm going to say double yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be the show for the week. Sorry if we sound nasally. It's just one of those common colds. Yeah. We both got it. <laughs> but we will return next week, hopefully with a clear uh, uh, clear nasal passage. <laughs> but yeah, you can find uh, me on Facebook at Brandon M. Sawkill, S-A-L-K-I-L. You can find me on Twitter at B. Sawkill, 1990. Uh, again, like always, if you have want to strike up a conversation with it, just hit me up. I'm happy to talk about this movie. And uh, yeah. I think other than that, we're going to call it a night. If you're bored, remember to go out and get yourself a late night rental. Bye.